0: The Big Bets on Campus podcast.
1: Podcast. Podcast. All right, here we go.
2: The size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the BBOC podcast, the new BCS. Why BCS? Because it's Brett, Colin, and Stucky. A nice little wrap up of college football week eight, an unstructured format to look at college football week nine. We're going to have some injuries. We're going to have some box score frauds. And, uh, you know, of course, America's favorite game, Sources Stumper, where I am still trailing Stucky uh, and probably always will be. Ever since I notched the Trivial Pursuit victory against him a couple of years ago, I'll probably never beat him again in anything. Um, And then we will have one for the road. We're actually 11 and five on the show. We had that one bad week. But other than that, we've been pretty hot. So 11 and five on uh, one early pick for the week. With that, I will turn it over to the guys. I'm done talking about Toledo and their six turnovers, screwing me on my best bet on the BBOC live show on Saturday. That was, I mean, a 27 10, uh, you know, lead going into the fourth quarter. I'm still in a little bit of pain. So I'm done talking about last weekend. What? How, how do you guys feel about how it went? I, I'm really here for you two to fight about Oklahoma State, Texas. Let's just get it straight. Why don't you two get three minutes, get your beefs out, and then we'll we'll get back together here as, as, uh, as co workers because it's coming. Uh, go ahead. Well,
0: ahead Stock losers go first.
1: I uh, yeah, I, I did, but had a winning day on the show. I think both my best bets hit, and had a really good Saturday. But who cares? We're on the next. Um, and yeah, Texas, Oklahoma State. I mean, I, I actually was more more pissed about. I mean, te- losing Texas line suck. I, I didn't let, like have minus. I had, gave out them on the show. I had them to finish a round robin, which cashed four out of five, so it still paid out well. But losing Texas as the fifth piece was infuriating. I, I didn't I think Oklahoma State deserved to win the game. I also think that, you know, the officiating was pretty bad. To, to got 14 to zero is wild. But I also still maintain that I think something happened with yours. Now it could have just been that it was his mind and he's young and he was flustered, or he was something happened with his arm. In the second half, he just he couldn't make the same throws that he was making all game. I was like clamoring for a Hudson card. Um to go in there because yours just didn't look right. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'll say Oklahoma State over again. And I'll, I'll say this. I I tweeted about this last night. My wife had a you know, big work event, big tailgate and Keeneland thing, and then went to two keys, the bar after. And this guy that I kind of know, he's just kind of – but he's kind of a stranger. I don't know. No. He, he comes up to me, and he's just talk, talking sports. And he says, what do you think about this Spencer Sanders – He's like, I think he's the next Jalen Hurts. I'm looking at him, thinking that someone <laughs> someone put him up to this, and now he's being dead serious. Or Oklahoma State Twitter has infiltrated my personal life. I, when I got home, I was expecting to see, and I was like, Brett has to be behind this somehow. I was expecting to see an Oklahoma State flag planted on my front lawn. Luckily, that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, it was it was really funny. I was like, <clears> wait, is this is this serious? He's is he really asking me about Spencer Sanders. So uh yeah, Oklahoma State, we're we're back. They're back battling me, and we'll see if it uh, continues this week. Let me set
2: Brett up here. Brett, I don't think it's something that was hurt with Quinn Ewers. I think that the Oklahoma State defense is top twenty in defensive havoc for a reason, and he pressed. He pressed like a freshman quarterback would. Thoughts on uh Oklahoma State winning and the and Quinn Ewers performance.
0: I think some of that, and you guys you guys addressed it going into the game. You said there were there were high wins there. Um, Oklahoma State, one of the few fields that runs east-west instead of north south. Um, it is kind of down in a pit. It's kind of dug down um into the ground. So it's difficult. His first time there. Stuck. I'm just sad. I I've already lost my first bet of the week because I had you over two and a half mentions of the word fraud, talking about Oklahoma State. You didn't even you didn't even give me one. Um, and I was actually waiting for you to bring up the penalties. Look, I understand it was it was 14, 14 to nothing. However, Oklahoma State did commit two penalties. One was declined, I believe, by Texas, and another one was offsetting penalties. And then.
1: So it was 15 thought, to 2.
0: So, yeah, yeah, 15 to 2. <laughs> but here's the other deal people are now like all this conspiracy theories. Well, they're doing it because the Big 12 refs are trying to screw Texas.
1: Yeah, they're saying That's- about USC too. Pac 12. I've heard Pac 12 okay. people say USC.
0: That's my point. So if neither of these teams were going to different conferences, what would we say, which is what we say every week? The officials are horrible. They suck. But now, because teams are going to another conference, now they don't suck anymore. They're great officials. They're just corrupt officials. So, you know, I don't buy that. Look, a lot of those penalties were just jumping off sides, um, you know, the the atmosphere, the noise. And, you know, look, there's judgment calls in every play. I'm not the officials aren't smart enough to throw a game like that. Texas should have won the game. Oklahoma State, you know, had a questionable punt that bounced off the, the returner. I don't think it hit him. You know, I don't think I was biased on that. The officials said it did. Fine. Um that that set up Texas pretty nicely. But look, Oklahoma State had a ton of injuries, playing a lot of true freshmen without Brock Martin. I was very surprised they won. I was hoping they would keep it close. I was shocked, shocked they won that game. And now they got uh, you know Kansas State. Basically, uh, you know, we talked about this earlier today. The winner, the winner looks in good position to get to the Big Twelve title game, and the loser is probably out.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, I, I would say that uh, I was more like I said. I was speaking of frauds, and frauds just means like to get compared to market uh, perception of a team. I was more mad about TCU, like it, Kansas State catching three and a half up seventeen. And you're not, you lose both quarterbacks. You lose your <laughs> starter and your backup quarterback. Still have a chance to cover. Still and miss. I think they missed the, t- uh, uh, they had an easy touchdown that they didn't get late that would have covered. Um, so that one makes me more angry. I we will talk about this later, Luke, but I spent the whole, I spent about an hour going through all of West Virginia's backups, um, just in case against TCU this weekend. Um, but Brett, this might, might set you up in the, if we want to talk your, Bold projections, but one of my favorite things that, that just come, that has come out there, and I was tweeting about it earlier, is if the Big Ten West, there's a chance the Big Ten West everyone finishes four and five in <laughs> with their conference record, and if that happens, then it, Northwestern of all teams would go. But if that happens, and then Penn State somehow beats Ohio State, and Ohio State beats Michigan, the Big Ten East winner would be determined by random draw between Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. So if those teams have one loss, like say, you know, Ohio State beat Michigan, Michigan uh, beat Penn State, Penn State beat Ohio State, does the Big Ten winner then Trump, you know, they go to the Big Ten, they get another game, and they play, and then ultimately a college football playoff spot is determined by random draw. I mean, it's a very, 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 very unlikely scenario, but it would be uh, amazing. You want to I'm talk little... about
0: yeah? You want to talk about corrupt? Of people who are old enough to remember the NBA um, draft when they had the, the Knicks. I think were no, yeah, the drawing with somebody, and they got Patrick Ewing. And there's so many conspiracy theories
1: like the, the frozen, the frozen the, envelope, the,
0: the frozen envelope, and everything. You think that's bad? If if the Big Ten went to a random draw, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, forget that. Ohio State would be in.
1: Well, Colin, do you want to set up the ball? I know Colin was uh looking with one eye eyebrow raise like the rock when he was looking at your bowl projections is down. saw <laughs> Illinois in the orange bowl, um, Well, Um somebody's
0: got to go. <laughs> I, I like to look at,
2: I like to look at Brett's bowl projections. I, we know that they get a massive amount of eyeball reads uh when these things come out. And it's probably because it's the reaction that I have. My eyebrow flew off my face when I saw Illinois in the orange bowl, Brett, I, come on what I mean, they're going to, they get pantsed in the big 10 championship by ohio state for like what 32 35 points and you're going to still put them in the orange explain illinois in the <laughs> orange bowl
0: okay what's what do you guys see illinois final record as oh
1: god they could win it will have them losing out uh let me see so they're they're
0: 6 and 1 now realistically maybe 10 and 2 when they get to the big 12 title a big 12 big 10 title game
1: let me, uh One,
2: let me read off
1: two, the points. They'll off. probably go four and two. They'll probably, yeah, they, they go, they'll go three and three or four and two, I think.
2: So so they're within a touchdown favorite against, against uh, Nebraska. Then they're going to host Michigan state and be around six point favorites. And then they're going to host Purdue and they're going to be about a four point favorite. And after that, I believe there's a uh,
0: big dog at Michigan,
2: Michigan game at 16 point projected 16 points. And then after that, we're going to Northwestern. Is about an eleven point favorite, so
1: at least one loss in there, right? Yeah, good, good shot at ten and two though. Yeah, I would say so, nine, not nine and three, 10 and two.
0: So if they if they go ten and three, again, it's not like, you know, you it's a matter of elimination. So basically, you take out the four playoff teams, then you take out the top team from the SEC, the Big Twelve, the the Pac twelve, and the Big Ten. So that takes Michigan out. That takes potentially Oregon, Alabama, or Tennessee, TCU, or Oklahoma State. So now you're left with who is the will be the best at-large team after that. If Illinois is 10-3, and three, they're going to be up, probably ranked around 11, 12, 13, and that would put them in position for that spot. I mean, it's impossible to project who they'd be going against. I would think maybe, Maybe it would be – and, and again, Colin, keep in mind, I don't know if a lot of people realize this. The Orange Bowl faces the best available team from the ACC. So if Clemson goes to the playoff, the next highest-ranked team would go to the Orange Bowl. They play a team from either the Big Ten, the SEC, or Notre Dame. So if the SEC's got two in the playoff, they've got somebody in the Cotton Bowl, they may not have – that four-team – May be ranked below Illinois. Notre Dame's not going to be up there. So unless Penn State jumps Illinois, which their upcoming schedule, I don't see that happening. It's kind of mm-hmm. Illinois by default.
2: So let me ask this because the ACC is okay. You guys are weirdos. The ACC sits back and places their teams into bowls where they think it makes the most intriguing matchup. Does that apply to the Orange Bowl or does the New Year Six governed by a different set of rules?
0: Now the New Year Six is they're called contract bowls. So basically the Sugar, the Rose, and the Orange Bowl have contracts where if they're not hosting a semifinal game, the Sugar Bowl will always be SEC versus Big 12. The Rose Bowl will always be Big 10 versus Pac-12. The Orange Bowl will always be an ACC team versus either Big 10, SEC, or Notre Dame. And then the Cotton Bowl will be whatever at large teams are out there and then this year they get it they get the group five team so basically when you eliminate who the sugar the rose the acc can't play the acc in the orange bowl then you're left with the sec the big ten or notre dame so like i said notre dame's not going to be in the top 15 and then you're basically looking at your fourth ranked sec team who's that going to be Ole miss south carolina lsu you know they're all probably going to suffer losses. So they're going to shuffle down the standings even more. So that's why if Illinois gets to the championship game at 10 and two, they've got a very good shot to get into that orange bowl berth.
2: Well, as much as I appreciate you putting Arkansas and Oklahoma in the same bowl against each other, which would be a lot of fun around these parts where I live, please, if you have the opportunity one week project Illinois and Arkansas in a bowl, just so the Bieleman talk will be through the roof Uh, switching to stock. Did you happen to check who's in the Cotton Bowl, who's projected in Brett's Cotton Bowl? It is Oklahoma State versus the top team in all of Group of Five. You know who he's got? It's not Cincinnati anymore. He's
1: got Tulane. Oh, my God. Hammer time. Yeah, what? Hammer time. What a game. Oh, please let that happen. Spend a month yelling about it.
0: Hey, what? are you're, You're agreeing or you disagree that they should be there?
1: I, I, I'm fine with it. I just, I want to bet. I would just want to, bet, I love Tulane. I just want to bet Tulane. Oh, okay. I'm
0: My bet. okay.
1: I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm a bit, I like Tulane being the, the highest ranked. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I mean, they've got a right good now. shot.
0: And so here's the weird, like the Americans, get. you know, unless something weird happens, the Americans should get the group five representative in the new year six Tulane and Cincinnati play the final regular season game. So they're probably going to have to turn on and play the next week for the
1: AAC championship.
0: So if you're the American, you want whoever wins that first game to win the second game because if they split those games, you may hurt your conference's chance to get into that Cotton Bowl. Yep.
1: Yeah. But for what it's worth, Willie Fritz, by the way, again, another home cover since 2017, since he arrived, or 2016, since he arrived at Tulane, 28-11 and 11 against the spread at home. I don't know if there's... uh What's going on down there? People are partying, or but they Tulane at home has been just an absolute cash cow for the past five seasons. Problem is,
2: is Oklahoma State Gundy's like a cash machine in bowl games, absolute cash machine in bowl games. Yeah, and as no, an underdog, true. by the way, and as an underdog, I don't know if it'll be an underdog <laughs> to Tulane, but we'll we'll keep that in mind, especially with Doc Holiday not at not at Marshall anymore, who I think. Got to seven or eight, no, against the spread in bowl games, <laughs> like yep. the fact, when they, yeah, when they, mm-hmm. when they, uh, when they fired him and, and moved on, I was kind of upset because that was a free win in every single bowl season. All right, with that, I think one of the biggest and most important parts of our podcast is going over injury updates. There is a billion of them, true. Uh, so, so, yeah, st-
0: stuck. Okay, hey, stuck. Before you run down the injury list, a little self promotion here for the Action Network. I I talked to Tulane quarterback Michael Pratt for a story I'm doing that will be on the Action Network app and online Tuesday when you hear this. Um, He actually wears a Q collar, which uh, you can read about. It it, uh, helps guys um, battling concussions, keeps them on the field. Pretty cool story. He is a healthy quarterback. uh, Stuck, tell us about all the unhealthy quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, he wasn't healthy. He got – on the last Her play shoulder, of the game, yeah. and the one game they lost, he got ripped from a face mask and pulled like exorcist. It looked like an exorcist. It was scary. So I'm glad that he's back and healthy. Yeah, he so many quarterback injuries, and then also I'll mention like a couple surprise just QB starts. All right, so I'll start Texas Tech. Tyler Shuck will be available this week, but Aaron Morton is a stud and he played great. Will start their quarterback situation is uh, something to monitor. Iowa, uh, they have Petrus and Padilla both listed as or. Their old line is reshuffling. At the Iowa offense is a mess. Uh, there's even talk of like going to this freshman at quarterback. So keep an eye on there. Daquan Finn, Toledo star quarterback. Sorry for bring this up, Colin. He's TBD. Uh, coach said they don't know. They'll have to monitor. It'll be Tucker Gleason if he can't go. Adrian Martinez, I don't know. Like, his he hurt his knee, but they didn't really give any updates, and he was just on the sidelines. He took himself out. And, yeah, he took himself out. So I don't know. We got to find out what's <laughs> going on. Gundy today said I called him and he confirmed that he was in. He was saying that as a joke, but um, we'll he still see. Still hasn't
0: thrown an interception, so he didn't jinx him.
1: Yeah, the third string did though. So he did kind of jinx it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he took himself out. He said, "Brett jinxed me. I got to get out of this game." Um, Todd Centeau, who's been awesome for JMU, missed this week's game. They have a bye in Louisville. Their offense was miserable without him. They scored 12 points against Marshall. Looks like Haynes King will be available for Texas A&M. Tanner Mordecai got hurt for SMU. And fortunately for me, Preston Stone, who I love five-star kid came in at quarterback and got the backdoor cover. That might just be his job moving forward. Clay Clubnick. We all saw go in for Clemson. Colin Schley for Kent state warmed up, looked fine, but didn't start uh, for Kent state. AJ Swan, think he's in concussion protocol. He didn't play for Vandy. Vandy did get the cover, but their offense was pretty ugly. Tyler Van Dyke got hurt for Miami. Jake Garcia came in for him. Another bad performance for Miami. Van Dyke was seen leaving campus on Monday with a, his right arm in a sling. Probably done for the year, if I had to guess. Parker McNeil for La Tech. He did, got hurt. Sonny Cumbie said that he doesn't know he's going to play. Colin will talk about that game later. Um I think it's a Friday night game against FIU Utah state quarterback situation is worth monitoring. They're like their developmental fourth string got the start. Cause Levi Williams and uh Cooper Legas wasn't available. Western Michigan sur- started a true freshman out of nowhere. Um, they somehow won. That's a box score fraud, by the way, that's the only one I had. I'll see if you have any more Northwestern. Healthy scratch of Ryan Holinsky started the freshman Sullivan. Uh, Maryland, their backup went. Talia wasn't available. Um, he's dealing with a knee, so something to monitor with Maryland going forward. Rocky Lombardi, I don't know what's going on there. He didn't start again. The Liberty quarterback situation, Bennett got the start. That's worth monitoring. Doug Brunfeld for UNLV was out. That's worth monitoring. Central Michigan, their running backs are all hurt. Lou Nichols didn't go. His backup got hurt. Um, Jamel Jones got the start for Army again for a second straight game, and they're one of their best players on offense Robinson was out again. And in that West of Michigan, Miami, Ohio game, Gabbert, Brett Gabbert came back from Miami, Ohio in a loss. Um, that's all I got going. Any comments on any of those or anything? anything you want to fill in?
2: Yeah. I mean, just a few, I think other notables out there, like army's quarterback to hear Tyler, he was dressed, but he didn't play. It didn't matter. They absolutely ran the triple with no problems whatsoever. Um, Jay Kaner is expected to still be out with his ankle, but Logan fife I mean, they had a real solid game there, and they're leading the division right now. Sad for San Jose State. Not sure if they're going to make up that game there for the Spartans. Jalen Daniels dressed for Kansas. He was throwing in warm-ups, but he did not play. Uh, Jason Bean may still be the quarterback there, but if Jalen Daniels is back,
0: that could be an overgame
2: all the way, the way that their you know, defense is progressing.
0: Colin, sorry to bring up a bad memory. I think Daquan Finn at Toledo. I saw yep. something. He may have got injured. Uh, n- yeah, either I, last I play of the game or near the end of the end of the game. I don't know. if yeah, he did.
2: Yep. it took him forever to get up off the to get up off the mat.
1: Yeah, uh, coach. Coach said today that he's going to be he's questionable. They don't know, so it's TBD. Ole Miss has
2: a lot of beat up players that are not quarterback, like Ulysses Bennett. Uh, he finally returned to action, but he had been beat up. Uh, Zach Evans dressed but didn't play. Uh, he is uh, expected to be limited. Dylan Hopkins. I guess I'll get into UAB. You know, you I went ahead and played on UAB because Dylan Hopkins came out. He took a knee to the head uh, against, you know, Western Kentucky, which Zeno came in and had plenty of turnovers there to help Western Kentucky get perfect field position and win that game. Uh, I played it because that game last week was a day early. So there's an extra day to get over concussion protocol. So if Dylan Hopkins is not cleared and Jacob Zeno is in, I'll make a decision whether I'm going to buy out, but that line in the market has been completely adjusted. It should be 10 and a half. It's down at four and a half. That's all Hopkins related. So if you hear good news on him, uh, then you'll want to get on that. Connor Wigman uh, played in place of Haynes King Uh, in the fourth quarter. He threw a pass. He grabbed his shoulder, went to the medical tent, came off on the sideline. So Connor Wigman may be your starter this week. It did not deter me from playing Texas A&M against Ole Miss. Ole Miss has more injuries right now. Texas A&M's defense can stop the rush. And frankly, are we having a downgrade when we go to, you know, uh, some sort of five-star freshman, four-star freshman over Haynes King? Haynes King has a ton of turnover worthy plays. Um, so, you know, that did not deter me from playing Texas A&M whatsoever in case he returns. Oh, Louisiana tech is just a mess. Uh, quarterback Parker McNeil got taken out of the game. The Matthew Downing got taken out of the game. Um, yeah, and then Landry Liddy came in, uh, and that was tough because I had Louisiana Tech in a couple of money line parlays. Uh, went to overtime, got the two-point conversion at the end, went to overtime, and just a, uh, a terrible pass that had no shot at getting them the victory there. So keep your eye on Louisiana Tech, although it does look like third-stringer will be starting for them. A.J. Swan left the game in the third quarter for Vanderbilt. He was on the sideline. Uh, Mike Wright replaced him. I mean, at least Vanderbilt has competent quarterbacks that have started before, although Swan is the guy that we –
1: definitely wanted to be betting on swan was uh played in the in the first half he actually didn't do much at all um he only averaged like four yards per attempt and right actually averaged about eight um and yeah vandy got i i I completely forgot how that game went vandy got 14 points in the second half and actually shut out missouri and that's why they covered
2: i guess one final one is arkansas state's quarterback james blackman he warmed up but then he didn't start um He was a true game-time decision. It was just never reported that he was going to be, and A.J. Meyer got to start. Uh, Arkansas State, that number is inflated. I haven't hit it yet because I have a hard time trusting them. Um, Happy that uh, I'm going to be cashing their season win total under, but it looks like James Blackman, no reason why he was a game-time decision didn't play, so keep your eyes out on Arkansas State. But that line is inflated. It's about three points too far, so I think that's taken into account in the market.
1: Yeah, but box score frauds, I, the only one I really had that I wanted to mention was Western Michigan should have lost to Miami Ohio. Hopefully they don't win out and I'll go over their win total. Um, that was There wasn't like a ton of, oh, wow, I can't believe this result for me. Um, do you have any box score frauds you want to mention? Yeah, Stanford.
2: That was a complete joke of a win, 15-14 over Arizona State. Uh, college football data. Five field goals. Yeah, five, yeah. <laughs> college football data says that that was a – uh, 1% post-game win expectancy for the Trees. Although, wow. if you look at SP Plus, they say it was uh, a 31% post-game win expectancy. So, there's some variance there, but Stanford shouldn't have won that game. I've already bet Arizona State minus 12 at Colorado this weekend. I expect that number to rise a little bit more. I projected at 15. Colorado got their one win, completely deflated last week. Arizona State is still playing hard. So, uh, I would still suggest playing Arizona State under two TDs. Any other frauds? Not really. There wasn't a lot. I mean, yeah, it was wasn't. All, everything was pretty uh, just. Yeah. None of them were outrageous. So,
1: yeah, I would say the Kansas State won that final was just because of the quarterback injuries, but that's not going to show up in the postgame win expectancy. But uh, other than that, yeah, there wasn't a ton. Should we do a stumper? Oh, boy. Yeah. Let's do a stumper. Let's get my
0: loss out of the way. <laughs> all right, Colin. That's right. It's now America's favorite game show, The Sources Stumper.
1: It may sound easy, but it will test your head. And your mind and your brain too. There you go. I don't claim to be no 36 ACT now.
0: Checking out the leaderboard. Colin getting a little bit closer, but Stucky, the pretty comfortable 16 to 12 lead. Colin, since you're trailing, you can go first again this week. Sorry, Stuck. When you're winning, you have to go second. And remember, no Googling. Here's the question. Since the start of the 2014 season, that was the first year of the college football playoff. What are the only three conferences that have had every current member ranked at least once in the AP Top 25 poll? Colin, what's your first answer?
2: Well, my first, I i was I'm going to name off the team that worried me about these selections. My first pick was, I was scared because of Rutgers. I think Shiano was ranked, I'll say Big Ten.
1: I don't think so. I think Rutgers wasn't ranked till since 2013. Stucky what's, your,
0: Stucky, what's your first guess?
1: I Colin, I almost went there too, but I think Rutgers was last ranked 2013. Um, my f- first guess is going to be, because of Kansas this year, I'm going to say the Big 12.
2: Yeah, I also had the Big 12 because Kansas was ranked this year. So that was my second. Okay. My second. What was your second?
0: Who, who's your second, Stuck?
1: Um, yeah, and then my school that scared me off of the FCC Is I think that the also 2013 because you talked about this earlier in the show uh, earlier this season. Vandy wasn't hasn't ranked since 2013. I think it was like the end the last poll, but it could be 2014. So I didn't go SEC. I went Pac-12, and the one team that scared me there is Oregon State. I don't maybe they were ranked earlier this year because it's been a while since they were ranked. But I I went Pac-12 as my second.
2: Yeah, I went Pac-12 too, but I was scared of Arizona. But then I remembered that Khalil Tate. Was but a high ticket that I had in my back pocket for quite a while. So Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac twelve were my three. And stuck. And who's your final
0: one.
1: My yes, yeah, so we matched on Big Twelve and Pac twelve, and Colin went with Big Ten, and my third, I went. I'm trying to think who I was scared of with this one. Um, uh, I went. I went ACC, and I was afraid of Georgia Tech.
2: Georgia Tech, that's what scared me off. But I think that they were, I don't know, I think they were right at some point. So this is a Georgia Tech and Rutgers
0: battle
1: here. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much.
0: And like most uh, things involving Rutgers, they lost. Uh, Stucky, congrats. You got two out of three. Colin, you got one out of three. What? The three conferences... Wait, hold on,
1: wait. So SEC's not because of Andy, right? Is that the correct? The
0: SEC's not because of Andy. The Pac-12 is not because of Oregon State.
1: Fuck! I thought they were ranked earlier this year.
0: Oregon State has not been ranked since 2011, 2011 12, 13. Um, the correct answers was the American Stucky. You were right. The ACC, and you were both right with the Big Twelve.
1: The American. It's always yeah. the American. That's what we got to remember, Colin. It's always the American. It's <laughs> Even always USF. About- oh has my been God! It's South Florida. Again. There you go. It's South. South Florida was ranked in like 2018, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at these Navy double-digit wins. Navy, Temple, South Florida. It's when killing. was ECU ranked? ECU has been ranked since 2014. Hold nailers, but how be pre-hold nailers? Tulsa and the Zayvon Collins. Do you yeah. know when ECU was last ranked?
2: South Florida and Quentin Flowers you got uh Temple and Matt Rule here. This is killing me. I cannot believe we didn't get <laughs> AAC. Oh, man. Don't and Tulsa? When was Tulsa ranked? David Collins, baby.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. On, man. That was probably the first time in a while for Tulsa. And it's because Tulane is now ranked, right? Is that where the question uh, came yes.
0: from? Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: because
0: they were ranked. I got to remember ranked.
1: that it's got to be topical. I, I was then thinking maybe you're asking because of Illinois. But okay, then I here was we... like, no, Rutgers, <laughs> So, huh.
0: So here's your answer about the American. Let me skim through these real quick. Obviously, Cincinnati's been ranked uh, this year, recently. East Carolina was ranked in 2014, Stuck. I know you were asking about that. Memphis, 2020. They went to, actually to the, the New Year's Six game. Navy ranked in 2019. Uh, SMU, last year, 2021. South Florida, the Glories, 2018. Temple, 2016. You called that one, Colin? Uh, Tulsa, 2020. They're ranked. Obviously, UCF is one. Multiple national championships, so they've been ra- they've been ranked. So yeah, there you have it. the The mighty American, one of only three conferences that has had every current member ranked since twenty fourteen. That will change next year when they get six new schools, and none of those teams have been ranked in forever. But um, at least for now, they can uh, they can be proud about that.
2: Rutgers was last ranked in September of twelve. I missed.
0: That's Rutgers, good- Oregon State and Vanderbilt, I believe, had the current longest droughts among Power 5 schools without being ranked. can't
1: believe it. Shane Carden. I'm looking at this ECU team. I, EC, they must have – they only finished 8-5. and five. This is like Lincoln Riley's team. I'll oh, use OC. They must have beat somebody early.
0: Oregon State last ranked 2013. Dismissed. Oh,
1: here you go. ECU won at number 17, VaTech, and then beat – Oh, my God. Then they beat North Carolina 70-40. to And then they were ranked the next week.
0: So the current uh, up-to-date standings for everyone scoring at home, congratulations. Uh, The current score now is Stucky, 22. Colin, 15. You're down seven. Hopefully, if you score, you won't go for two, and you'll send it into OT.
2: Next week's subject, how South Florida (laughs) pertains to 1994 Arkansas Razorback basketball.
0: Uh, I'll, come, I'll come come up quiet. with something.
1: Now he's not going to go to South Florida. Or maybe <laughs> I mean, he will, thinking we, that we won't. Yeah, it's I'll, a pump I'll, I'll, now.
0: I'll zig when you think I'm zagging.
2: Went to the Final Four against uh, with Oklahoma State and big country there. So uh, there, there, there you go. All right. So, uh, yeah, Colin's still struggling here. Let's move on to something that's not struggling, and that is our one for the road. Let's get a pick, early pick in in the week, uh, give some utility to this podcast here. I will go first, guys. I'm going to go ahead and take Washington State against my beloved Utah at the end of the week. Stucky and I want to do some weekday games, uh, you know, because we want to make sure that you guys have some of these Wednesday, Thursday. we got some Tuesday games coming up next week. Um, But I'm going to go with uh, Washington State at home. They are a different animal at home. They have played way better defense at home. They're top 20. And defensive finishing drives this year. That has been a huge problem for Utah. You want to think about Cam Rising and the problems he had at the goal line against Florida. You want to think about Cam Rising costing everybody the cover against USC uh, at the goal line. Uh, I mean, there have been problems with offensive finishing drives with Utah, 68th in the nation uh, offensively, and that is probably going to have some problems going up against this Washington State team that has been really good defensively in the red zone. Uh, I'm going to take Wazoo, Right now, about in a dead zone, eight to nine, some seven halves out there. None of those are really more important than the other, but try to get the best number.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go for my uh, one for the road. I'm going to go with Southern Miss Think pick minus one at home against Louisiana. The Southern Miss defense is legit, and the Louisiana run defense is vulnerable, and that's how Southern Miss has to attack it. Their offense is really bad. But this is going to – both offenses are going to be really limited here. I'll take what I consider the better defense at home on a short week. And uh, I think Southern Miss gets this done in ugly fashion. Like, you go look at all their wins. They're all grinders by two or three points. Um, But I think Southern Miss gets this win at home.
0: Stuck last week. I went dumpster diving, not inside but on the outside, and hit with under – easy under Colorado State and Hawaii – This way, easy, easy. This time I'm doing the complete opposite. I looked at the highest total on the board. That's right, USC, Arizona. I'm going over 75 and a half. Arizona has allowed exactly 49 points in three of their last four games. USC has scored over 40 in five of the last seven. Um, If UCLA and Oregon can get over 70 after a six-point first quarter, then these guys should have no problems getting to 80. Give me over USC, Arizona, 75 and a
1: half. Arizona Arizona D is bad. Their D is dead,
2: bad. Dead last in defensive finishing drives. Dead last. Everything's a touchdown past the 40. USC is gonna eat this weekend.
1: Yeah, Arizona's defense is I knew it was bad. Like I I when they gave up 50 to Cal. <laughs> I know. I know. that's when I was like, okay, this might be. I might have to downgrade them a little bit more than uh, I already have. But, yeah, Cal put up 50 on them. Yeah, another 50 burgers coming. It might be before halftime.
2: Lincoln Riley's got to get those college football playoff uh, uh, notes, uh, Little uh, make sure the committee recognizes him before they go to their first ranking next week. Well, I guess we'll talk about that next week. Uh, We'll get Brett's thoughts about what the first ranking is going to be. But that'll be it for us. we got three picks for you, a little bit of source of stumper, some injury news in there, and that's going to do it. Thank you, Brett. Oh, by
1: the way, teaser yeah. for next week. You mentioned we want to do early week games. Next week's episode, Monday night where we record this, we will talk about a couple of the Mac games. Maction is back next Tuesday, mid midweek Maction, baby.
2: Yep, I've already got my name on some of the, the previews coming for our for Action Network. I cannot wait. Gonna get a little bit of a nap in on Sunday. And then every day in November is a game of football. It cannot be the more most glorious yeah. month ever. Uh that's gonna do it for us, for Stuck, for Brett. This is the new BCS. See you guys next week.
0: Cheers. Hey, wait, guys. I have breaking news. Hmm. Texas just committed another penalty.
1: Oh, (laughs) God, I don't know.